Welcome to God Mode Unlocked, where we break down the latest gaming news and give you godlike insight and analysis of everything happening across the gaming industry. I'm Mayor Ryan Reynolds. And I am Matt Bronson. And Macho Man is also here. And no matter what platform you're listening to us on, welcome to episode 48. In this episode, we're going to talk about the big three opposing the tariffs in China, Bernie Sanders joining Twitch, we're going to, well, at least one of us is going to bash Pokemon, we're also going to bash, I don't know, who else, Google, uh, we're bashing uh, we're we're Russia, bashing. Uh, we're going to talk about Flappy Bird, Brawlhalla, Temtem, Mario Maker 2, I really need to start writing these down. What's up, boy boy? stupid statement. Uh, so first, right off the bat, you just looked it up. I had seen it earlier. That We got the first official look at the Witcher Netflix series characters. So Henry Cavill plays Geralt, and then uh, I think there's Ciri, and then uh, Yennefer, I think, has one. I think it's Yennefer. His one, yeah. you know, romance interest, yeah. I guess you could call it. Well, so far I've only seen pictures of Yennefer and... Uh and Geralt. Well, and these are finished photos. So before we had seen like very unfinished, like yeah. Well, we've seen some like set behind photos the scenes. And, yeah. There was that one Oof. really weird. Oof. Remember that one really weird test footage of Henry Cavill like drinking that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah when yeah. I saw that, I was did totally see, dismayed. Did you see I was the, like, the soldiers? Yeah, the, yeah. The plastic armor. Yeah, yeah. So now that there's three posters out for the Witcher Netflix series. I think this show is going to be big, regardless of quality. I think oh, it's yeah. going to attract a lot of attention. Um, I do think that Geralt looks, you know, significantly better than he had in the past. In yeah. that, yeah. Um, I mean, they're they're really going all out for this. It seems like. Well, you know, a lot of people automatically jumped to. Well, he doesn't have two swords. That's the first thing wrong with it. That's like the Witcher's signature Good thing. Uh oh. We're going to try something different today. That's a, uh, that's a copyright infringement right there. Um, you know, and then he doesn't have a beard. I don't know why they didn't give him a beard. It'd be like, it's like casting Ein as a German shepherd or something. Is that like. Siri? Is that supposed to be Siri in the third? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I like, I'll, all my thoughts were, well, it's okay. Yeah, I, I it doesn't it really didn't like make me think like, oh, this looks great. Just like, well, yeah, I mean, it's okay. well, let's face it, there were a lot of fears originally. And, yeah, and you know, I feel a little these, bit better about yeah, it now. It I guess good. I saw somebody say that they saw that same pendant that uh, Geralt is wearing at Kmart. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I, I'm still pretty terrified. About yeah, I mean, show, his but. his costume almost sort of looks like a um, looks like a, a, a studded. Biker outfit almost. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Well, Geralt's outfit in general is kind of pretty modest. I mean, it's just really leather, you know. Yeah. But I think anyway, Jennifer looks great though. I think they really nailed her. It's out there, guys. Go go look it up. There's not too much else to say about it, I guess, other than it's The Witcher. It's out there. So, diving into our our 
our new forte, I guess, which is the economic lens, which I've guessed we've always done this for a long time. Yeah. But uh, so the big three, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony, joined up uh, to write a letter and come out in opposition against the Trump administration's tariffs on video game consoles produced in China. So they released an actual public statement, these three companies combined. And then literally within this same week, uh, Trump has delayed these tariffs. So um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I was just a little bit, I don't know if I was surprised or not that they actually worked together on this to make a public statement. I mean, because, I mean, companies like this usually try to avoid politics. They really do. Like, yeah. This obviously, though, is like a huge well, threat. Well, I, I think the issue is, is like China came out and told them, you know, you you got to oppose this or else. Yeah. You know, like your future here isn't good. <laughs> well, so Nintendo think, already left anyway. I, I think they're trying to, yeah, but you know, they someday they're going to want to come back. Um, if not for manufacturing, then yeah. just to sell content. Business. Um, so of course you know now everyone's got to say oh I oppose this and of course they well, do well you can't of course, even of course they do I don't think it. you can even buy an Xbox or a Playstation in China yeah you could I don't think you can well you used to be able to the Switch remember there was a big deal that they went on sale there I thought it was just the Switch nope because uh, remember the Switch is coming to China the, like very the Xbox recently. One launched first it did pretty well and then Playstation launched second and did caught it? up with it pretty quickly did it um I don't know where they stand now. I haven't heard about yeah. it in a long time. You know, it's not something... Because China's tried. technically the biggest gaming market in the world. Yeah. I mean, theoretically. Well, um, no, it actually is. Oh, it is? Like, revenue-wise, everything. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, okay. Yeah, so... Well, it's because uh, the population. So. Well, yeah, but it's mostly PC. <coughs> mostly mobile. Yeah. <coughs> so, I mean, it's not console gaming. I mean, it's no, not, they're not no. the largest consoles. I no. Guess is what I'm, but uh, they're the overall in the gaming... Revenue, power. so yeah, you know, it's it's just they want to make sure they have a foot in the door, and I'm sure it is probably cheaper to manufacture there. So I'm sure, you know, they they would rather manufacture in China, but you know, it is what it is right now, and they're gonna do what's best for them, and yeah, that's to oppose it. Yeah, that's what I think it came down to is they just this is this isn't a minor political issue that they're taking a stance on. This is. Well, we might have to raise the price of our products by twenty five percent. So it's pretty. Yeah. The the. I'm sure, some people won't like that they took this stance, but. I mean, I, I'm sure we've already seen you know some of the effects and fallout from it, um, mainly from Nintendo, who, I believe, would have announced their new yeah, yeah. their new hardware by now, had this not happened to them. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that plays into it. Yeah. So this one really threw me for a loop. <clears throat> the uh, the former head of Visceral, the company behind Dead Space, and uh, Sledgehammer, the company, one of the companies that makes Call of Duty games, has joined PUBG Corporation to make single-player PUBG games. This, when I heard this, I was totally baffled because, I mean, let's face it, they can't make like a a fully functioning multiplayer game with like just a limited set so- of. We're gonna get story PUBG. Yes, now? like it's 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 set in the PUBG universe, and that's what I mean. I'm like, why are we getting this? Like, sure, the gunplay mechanics are pretty unique, but yeah, I'm like, 
I don't want to play yeah, that. Yeah, it like, better not just be PUBG with a bunch of bots. Like, if that's no, no. all it is. No, it's like full-fledged, like, they're going, like, after, like, Call of Duty campaigns. Like, okay. Battlefield campaigns. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I They've started see, a whole new team to make... Will it Will it actually look like PUBG, or will it I, just be, like, Call of Duty, with now with PUBG? It's such game. a crappy-looking game. Like, will it be Call of Duty, and they just cross out the Call of Duty and write PUBG? And it's such a crappy-looking game. Exactly. I... Everything about this just made me like, why are they doing this? Like, shouldn't they be investing more in like making PUBG look better and run better and be more balanced? And instead, we're getting a new studio to make single player. Like, who asked for this? You know, like, yeah, just it's just odd to me. So, here we go back with the political stuff. Bernie Sanders, you said this just last week that you thought that Bernie, what was it, what were we talking about last? He called for unionization of the gaming industry. Yeah, and I said it was a very targeted message he for a certain. He was literally just looking for the the young people's yeah, yeah. attention, the, basically. The gamers so basically, that proved fully true here because he has launched a Twitch channel, and I will spare the profanity here because <laughs> I I have been the first elected official to have an elaborate Twitch channel. He's riding your coattails. And now Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but guess what? He did his first stream. I'm still beating him in views. Oh, really? Yeah. It, so was, it was that bad? He still, well, had like, he got like 150,000 views. It, was it like uh, Jack Black where he, he promises to, to eventually <laughs> talk about video games? I don't know. Well, I didn't watch it. I don't know what he talked about. But it's obvious that, like you said, all he's doing is looking to utilize... He's like, here's an audience of this many people that I can tap into that nobody else is tapping into. If you want a really good I'm drinking game, just just drink every time he says millionaire, millionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, millionaire, the top 1%. The top 1%. Um, I, I got to believe that they're going to, unless he's just totally inept, they're going to do some stream where they actually show him like playing a game because there would be so many memes that... Like, it would spread like wildfire. You know, like, oh, yeah, you see yeah, Bernie yeah. Sanders playing... But would it be good wildfire or bad wildfire? It's attention. Yeah. And that's all political campaigns are about anymore. He's not going to lose any votes because he's bad at Smash. Yeah. You know, like, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, so, they have to be planning that at some point. You know, Bernie's sitting there playing... Is there, is there any game where he gets to take down the 1% <laughs> and, um, and unionize the people? <laughs> Weedcraft. <laughs> I don't know if that ever came out or what, not. But what was that game? Uh, Mother Russia Bleeds or whatever? Yeah. Maybe you can play that. So Bernie is on Twitch, and you said, oh, he's one of us now. And my reaction to that was, no, he's not one of us. He's <laughs> yes. just a, he's a he's tool. One of us. He's, what's um, going on, kids? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> So, Nintendo gave some details on what Pokemon Masters is. So, this is the game. It's coming to mobile. It's, it has 3v3 Pokemon battles. This is the one where you get to fight, like, all the famous trainers from Pokemon lore. So, like, Brock, Ash, like, no, I assume Team Rocket, like, all those characters. Nintendo is saying that this is the closest thing to a traditional, you know, like, actual core Pokemon game. Uh, that's going to be on mobile. And that the battles are real-time and not turn-based. I don't know what that means. That makes no sense to me. I don't know what that means. Why would you make the mobile version real-time battles and not the full-fledged console version real-time battles? Well, here's... I'm going to slightly shift topics, but not really. Remember last week I said I discovered a Pokemon clone 
MMO type yeah. game that yeah. was coming out to Alpha. Well, I bought into the Alpha. Yeah. And I played it for probably two hours. First thing, the game has better graphics than Sword and Shield does. Second of all, it's an MMO, so it has new features that Nintendo doesn't. Yeah. And there were, I guess there was two, two things. It solidified the conversation we had last week of how is it acceptable for Nintendo to literally be making the same game like 20 years later yeah they've not brought this thing forward 20 in 20 years yeah I guess the other thing that I found out about it because I've kind of been looking for some games that are kind of different than what I normally play to kind of get lost in just something different you know and I was hoping oh yeah maybe I'll be nostalgic and I gotta say this game is good like the music's really good the Temtem they designed are really good everything's top notch except for that title yeah. Ten, ten. But there's other things that, just to me, in 2019, and it's going to be the same way in Pokemon Sword and Shield, they're so unacceptable. Like, you know, you still have to level... Uh, I don't know. I think it's a little too early to say Pokemon no, Sword No, it's going to be crap. It's going to be crap. You still have... You, <laughs> no, just like little things. You have to go back. You have to level up every single one of your Pokemon. Yeah. And, and to me... Like I don't well, how does Tom do it? I don't. Well, it does. It's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, like it, it carries over a lot of the same things. Oh, and I'm like, you know, I don't have the patience to go back to this zone to level up Pokemon of this, Man. and and uh, just little things like that. And like, even though Temtem brings the genre forward in a couple, two, three ways and is better quality, I think I couldn't help but sit there and think like. There's been no innovation in this genre, literally for 20 years. That's like the same. Nobody's looking at this and saying, wow, this is kind of boring. We need Digimon World back is what people are saying. Digimon World. Digimon World and it's real Pokemon Go was the most brilliant innovation they've had. I'm not kidding. The the Digimon World 1 for PlayStation (laughs) 1. With its real-time battles. That's all I want. How I many want... podcasts are talking about Digimon World I, I just right want now. a Digimon World 1 sequel. You know, I mean, all the ones after it were no, nothing like the first one. So, that, that's all I wanted to say. It's like, you know, even after playing Temtem, which again, if you're looking for something, and it's on every platform, it's going to be. So, you don't have to own a Switch to play it. Um, you know, it's out there. It's good. And it surpasses what Nintendo has done. I mean, granted... You could be right. Sword and Shield could yeah. do something different. I mean, it looks want. a little bit different now that I look closer at it. But, um, well, it's an MMO, first of all. Yeah. But, and we don't know truly what Sword and Shield has in store, but I, just, I was playing it, and there's a lot of things I like about it. And I'm like, yeah, this is really good. And then there's other things where I'm like, this genre is just not made for 2019. Like, they gotta evolve it, because, evolve, get it? Yes. Gotta evolve it. Um, Fun intended. Yeah. Time for some rumors, the God Mode moments. Except none of them are very... We can't make any bold predictions from these, I don't think. So You thought wrong. Maybe. Uh, so there was a... We've been operating with the assumption that Call of Duty Modern Warfare does not have a Battle Royale mode. But there's a YouTuber who's pretty prominent who claims he has inside intel that late in the game here they've started developing a Battle Royale mode for it. That they're targeting 200 players, which is double the size of a normal standard Battle Royale. But the map is three times the size of Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Blackouts mode. And uh, 
I just don't know whether to believe it or not. I, I kind of, I don't really believe it, I, I don't think. Like, a lot of people were giving it a lot of attention, and I, I just made me realize we still know so little about this game. Yeah. It's out in, like, three months, and we know nothing about it. I, I just can't imagine with 200 players. I mean, I could see them wanting to do that. Yeah, well, that's you what know, they're targeting. Because it would really raise the bar compared it's to a new, every. They could say else. we're bigger than everybody else. We're way bigger than everything yeah. else. But at the same time, it's just more of the same to me. You know, I mean, what difference is if it's 99 or 200 yeah. if the map is three times the size? You're not going to see 200 players. It just means you got to do more running. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't even think I like that. I, I'm not, I just don't know. This could have been made up. Like I'm this, so tired of Battle Royale. This whole, like... This, when you think about it, whenever I hear a rumor like this, I'm like, this was made up by some fanboy. Like, because what, what can you think of? Well, it's got, it's got a thousand players. I think I'd rather see Mag come back. You remember Mag? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know that actually only had like eight players? Yeah. <laughs> but they claimed it was like 160 yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. But you were only like in a room with like yeah, 16 yeah, yeah, yeah. at yeah. one time or something like that. But if we could get 250 like team battle, that'd be kind of cool. Well, Planet Side has a thousand, literally, legitimately a thousand player really? battles. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. See, that'd be kind and of. And nobody even plays Planet Side. I know. They, they don't even have a thousand players total. Well, I think they do. But <laughs> so there was a, a big GTA 6 leak on Reddit this week. It was really detailed. Uh, I don't really buy it. Again, I'm. I, I think I'm done with leaks. Like, unless there's like visual evidence, I'm like. You know, we got to talk about them because there's a chance they might be true. But yeah. unless there's visual evidence, I just I think I'm done. But this, this rumor was that GTA 6 is Xbox, Scarlet, and PlayStation 5 only. So no previous gen, which immediately to me... Sounds bogus. Sounds fishy. Yeah. Especially considering that uh, Microsoft, Microsoft basically said... You can't said, do that. Yeah. So. And, and they may give up exemption or something. Yeah, because it's such a big game. It's GTA. Yeah. But, you know, they, they said the game's set in Vice City and a city that resembles Rio de Janeiro. It's that's set cool. in the 70s and 80s. That was the part that made me think, well, that's kind of well thought out. Yeah, but I don't know. That's what they did last time. Rio de Janeiro? Well, no, but Vice City set in the 80s. Right, right. That's what they did last time. Right. Well, so, like, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. tired of these three cities that so we, am I. we go to again and again I, and again. I feel like this, literally since that initial trilogy... On PlayStation I mean, 2. I am. I'm kind of interested to see what they could do. You know, with well, the I'll new give power. A, I'll go in with an open mind. I mean, Vice City is kind of, the, I think, one of the coolest ones. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm just tired of this. Like, if it's the same three it's cities, it's the same game too. Again, it's, and, yeah, it's a slightly better. Steal look. this car yeah, and shoot, do this. And shoot that. these guys. Yeah. Get these fuckers. And know, and I don't know. It just. They're, again, talking about genres that haven't evolved. I'd well, rather see them go to Rio de Janeiro or or London or Tokyo. I mean, even if they do though, like by the time I had played San Andreas, I literally felt like yeah, this, is, play, this yeah, is played out. It's the same game, it's, just different motif. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I mean, GTA Online's been hugely profitable for them, so we'll see. Even with the terrible controls, if they tell me that this has a new control scheme. I'll be a lot more yeah. open-minded to if it. If they say, hey, we took the Max Payne 3 controls and... <laughs> I'd rather really see that make Max Payne 4, period. Yeah, true. 
do something. That's, I guess that is bothering me about Rockstar a little bit. Like, I'm glad they made Red Dead Redemption 2. But literally, for the past 20 years, this yeah. developer has now it's, just become a... It's almost like Activision and Call of Duty. Yeah. They, they just make the same two games. Over yeah, I mean, they did make Max Payne 3. They did make... I mean, to their credit, to their credit, at least they don't release a new game every yeah, single right. year. Yeah, right. They take the detail. But, but still, like... The Rockstar of old, they had Smuggler's Run. They yeah. made that State of Emergency game. Yeah. Uh, uh, Manhunt, Bully. Midnight Club. You know, they just had much more... I'd like to see them take some risks. Um, yeah. Bring back Bully. Of course, there are some rumors that Bully is coming back. Yeah. I just I just want to see them do something different. I'm so sick of this formula. Yeah. I hate to be the jaded, like, ah. Yeah. But that's how I feel. Um, so, I'm going to file this under rumor. It looks credible. The president of CD Projekt Red apparently said that they have five different teams now. So one is working on Cyberpunk 2077. They said one is working on their next AAA game, which is set in the Cyberpunk universe. So not Cyberpunk 2077. I assume it's not a direct sequel. It'll be some different... I don't know if it'll be an RPG. That's when Siri went to Cyberpunk land. I don't know. They say it's AAA. Another team is supposedly experimenting with a multiplayer mode for Cyberpunk 2077. I'm going to assume that one of those teams is working on a mobile game of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then the other team's probably Gwent, because that's still actively in development. Um, so I don't know. What do you think they could do? Do you think they could just make a straight-up shooter? A Cyberpunk shooter? I don't know why they wouldn't, really. I don't know why they would. I mean, a lot I guess of people don't could. like RPGs. I guess they could. Open world RPGs that take 600 hours to play. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why you would, though. It just seems kind of like a waste of the universe. I think people like me, I see Cyberpunk, I'm like, this looks great. But the closer it gets, I'm like, I'm never going to play this. Yeah. I'm like, there's <laughs> no big, way. Yes, right? yeah. I'm yeah. never going to find the time. Yeah, that's why I'm like Mario Maker. That's my game. When I played, when I played Witcher 3, that was my most anticipated game when I got it. Yeah. Literally. But I remember when I hit like 20 hours, I was like, please just add. I guarantee like, please you. Please let I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If you get a Switch and if you get Breath of the Wild, you will put 100 hours no. into that game. No, I won't. I guarantee I could care less. It. Guarantee it. I thought I'd play. I thought, I thought I'd put a hundred hours in Temptown. So and after like the third hour, I was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm done. I'm good." Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool little game. I I give them credit. Yeah, maybe, but the, you know but, that's how I feel about all those like knockoff games. Like yeah. I can play it for a little bit, and then I'm like, eh, "I'm done." I feel that way about non-knockoff games, <laughs> the mainline games. Yeah, like I feel like that. Like I was playing Below, and like, yeah. at first I'm like, "Wow, this is yeah. really amazing," but then by like the Fifth or sixth. Cavern. Bloodborne, same thing. I, I was like, every room. I played Bloodborne. I like, I love this setting. I love this combat. And literally, after I had died for like thirty-five times, I was like, I, yeah, it's. I love this game, and I'm not gonna play it anymore. Like yeah. I just am done. Tech time. Tell me what you make of this. Google will not hold any type of public testing for Stadia before it launches. No. Oh, that doesn't bode well, does it? Do you think? I think so. I mean, they're clearly trying to hide it. Because I got I got thinking about this. Because of the tech, the way the technology works, how could they do a public testing? Because they just have to, like, give it to people for free. Yeah, they're, then, giving, they're giving away... Um, I guess you could just shut Destiny down the servers. Two. Like, it could just yeah. be essentially be Destiny 2. Well, that's just a free game for all platforms now. I know. Um, but, yeah, that's a good point. You could just roll it out and say, come play this game. Yeah. Um, 
But I think you still have to pay a monthly fee to use Stadia at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's like nine ninety nine or something like yeah. that. The minimum. Like, you're not going to get the 4K and whatever else. But. And then you got to pay full price for the games, which is just insane to me. If I don't actually own the game... Yeah. And I know people you're say, streaming. well, you don't actually own the digital version. But... <coughs> You know, well, and, the digital and as you always say, I think I'm not one of these people who's scared of digitally owning games because people always say, "Well, what if that? What if Steam goes out of business? Well, your whole library's gone." Well, that's technically true. Yeah, uh, I'm not concerned with that happening with Steam or the Epic Game Store, really. Yeah, but the way Google abandons <laughs> products, yeah. like not yeah. like maybe Google will still say, you know, we're going to keep these servers up for the next 30 years so you can still play it. Yeah. Well, the developers aren't going to support it, the game anymore. They're not going to update it anymore. The community is going to die completely. If it's this, a, like with Destiny, who's going to keep playing this? Almost Destiny sort of reminds on Stadia. me of like Bitcoin, or especially Bitcoin in the early days, or you know, just just any stock where the company hasn't proved themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like it's and the the price of the stock or Bitcoin in the early days was more of a statement about people's uncertainty yeah, yeah. that it was going to be around next year. Yeah. You know? yeah. So it does sort of have that feel to it. And I'm just curious how they're going to make people jump to this. I mean, why would you get this? Especially for like like me, like I see Samurai Shirt on there and I think that's cool, but do I want to play a fighting game where there's five where seconds streaming? of input lag? I, I mean, don't think there will be, but it, there'll be just enough to make you notice. And that's too much. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, that's way too much. Especially in a fighting game. I mean, like I said, I tried it uh, with the Xbox, the PC streaming once. And I was playing Overwatch. Yeah. And it was close to one-to-one. Yeah, yeah. But just that split microsecond of being behind. Like, I can't play that. I was like, I can't do it. I, I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. And, and for if me... If I die because of... You know, the system. It's totally an unsatisfactory experience. Did, did the graphics hold up when you moved doing that streaming? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't the, as good as it was on my 4K you know, like TV. I was streaming, I was streaming it was okay. from my PC, you know, Steam, to my tablet. And every time I would move, I, I would instantly notice, like, you know, the downgrade. Screen tearing in the graphic. blurry. Well, no, the, the, yeah, it would be more like pixelated, pixelated yeah. blurred. And I, I totally believe that, you know, Stadia and some of these other technologies are going to minimize stuff like that. Like, I believe that there will be games that they'll be able to get to run at 4K. And there'll be yeah. games that they can get to run at 60 frames per second. But if it happens one time where I die because of input lag, I'm going to be furious, you know. And I don't know. I just, like you said, the fact that they're not doing any sort of public testing is like... yeah. I feel it's it's like it's like not sending out review codes for your game. It's always feel, there's like a ninety percent chance that that. Means I feel it's like they've bad. already screwed it up a little bit because yeah. it is pretty expensive actually yeah. to get in. Considering yeah. all the trade offs you have to make, it's still pretty expensive. Yeah. I mean, if like the hundred twenty dollars founders, <coughs> the hundred twenty dollars founders edition gets you through the front door. I think that's that's like you know half of a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And I think I'd, you know, uh, switch on sale anyway. Uh, I think I'd just rather have the Switch yeah. than Stadia. I'd, and again, they have no content. There's nothing there to make me say, I gotta play that. Yeah. I, you know, th- yeah. I can only play it on Stadia. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, there were, there was that one game, um, 
was it guilt? No I idea. look pretty good. No I look idea. pretty good. But I'm not going to spend $120 and $10 every single month yeah. just to play that one game, which looked pretty good. Not, not like, blew me away, but it yeah. looked pretty good. I mean, I hope it comes to other consoles or whatever. Yeah. But. Well, and I read that, too. That the, and see, Apple did the same thing as Google is doing. They rolled out these statements, and people said, oh, look at these exclusive games. And then, oh, as time goes on, they roll that back. Well, it's only a three-month exclusive yeah. because I think it'd be crazy. either they're hiding it or the developers are realizing, eh, this might not, you know, we can't really only put this on your platform. we got to change, you know, we can't commit to this. I think it'd be absolutely insane to make a Google Stadia exclusive. Without, without them handing like, you a like, huge like, check. Yeah, like a true, yeah, yeah. unless Google paid for your entire project which is why and again that's why i i said it last episode google and apple have the money to buy these developers to buy exclusive games yeah. and the fact that they're not doing it tells me that they're half-assing this. yeah you know and they're just like well me, we're here for me it's always been more of a mystery as to why apple doesn't do that because apple you know apple makes okay we got the iphone we got the apple tv you know there's only like that one yeah. system like Google you know you got how many different phones running yeah. Android yeah. like 10,000 yeah. but at Apple you only have the one yeah. so I mean like if, if they really committed to gaming they could be a pretty good force yeah. developers only have to focus on so many yeah. pieces of hardware yeah. it's not very many and so I don't know I, I don't know why I just don't get it their approach so far to me both of them has been and, and do I think that, again that the Stadia technology has promised yeah, so I think the Apple Arcade uh, can be profitable and, and have some good games. Yeah, I think it will. But so far, their approaches to me have just seemed like them just like literally just walking in, in the huge world that is gaming. It feels like they're just walking through the door and they're not going any further. They're yeah. just like, yeah, here we are. It just like, seems yeah, to me like, come, like they, come heard, by our they heard everybody else is rushing in. So yeah. they're like, oh, you know, we got to do our thing too. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. But it's not great. It's like, yeah. uh, we're going to do it, but yeah. we're not going to I mean, put you much see tech in. companies do it all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, well, here's my version of that. And then it's like half-hearted. And, yeah. Know. So here we go. We talk about Amazon all the time. Amazon and Rite Aid have teamed up. Do you think this is a good idea? Yeah. You can go pick up your, I think it's a great idea. your packages. I think it's a great idea. I, I've done this once before with FedEx and Rite Aid. Yeah. Or as you told me, it was actually FedEx and Walgreens. Um, and it worked perfect. I mean, it's actually how I got this phone right yeah. here. And, Were you just um, scary that it was going to get stolen? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't want my thousand-dollar well, phone sitting I think in outside. big cities, this will get utilized. Yeah. Because then, you know, in, in little rural towns, well, I mean, I'm not, not too worried not about somebody packaging. stealing. Not even just getting stolen. I mean, stealing, but. you know, I mean, it was like <coughs> January or... February, you know, I mean, it's cold. Snowed it's, on. It's, it's snowy or rainy. Yeah. You know, I just don't, nothing good can happen from yeah. just sitting outside yeah. my door, you know? So, so to have a safe, secure, dry place for it to go, pretty cool. Yeah. I just swung by, picked it up after, after work, you know, it was. Did you see what happened Damn. to Rite Aid stock when it's got announced? No. Went up 30%. Did it really? 30%. Jeez. And the thing is, I don't think it's because Rite Aid's going to make a ton Rite of money. Rite Aid is getting bought by Amazon? Well, I, no, I don't think it's because they're going to make a ton of money. I think it's because Rite Aid's been in a bad spot for quite a while. And the fact that they're partnered with one of the biggest businesses in the world now. Yeah. 
that's just a strong sign for like the so it's Rite Aid's the only partner in this the yeah. only one right now and it'll go out to more but and, and I think that's the other thing because Amazon's been trying to get into pharmacy more and more well they used to have these lockers I think people do, do you remember the lockers that they used to have that's what it is they used to have the, the lockers where, um, I don't even know how it worked. You had to like get the key out of the thing using your number that they would give yeah. you. And then you would take the key to the locker and you'd open the locker or something. I don't know. But, um, so yeah, they used to have these lockers that they tried. And that never seemed to really go anywhere yeah. for whatever reason. This is similar. But um, this, they I assume they're going to do it like, like FedEx did and yeah. just have it behind the counter. They called it counter, but they said we're going to have lockers to store them in. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's so, interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Interesting. Probably all way. those empty lockers that never got utilized in other places. But it's, it's a good idea, especially for big cities. Yeah. Um, so Dota Underlords, the official version of auto chess that Valve made, has hit 1.5 million downloads in its first week. I've been saying for a few weeks now this is going to be big. Um, and we've been talking for a few months about how Valve really needs some hits here. They really got to yeah. start because Artifact bombed. got to start cranking them out again. Artifact bombed. Steam's under heavy competition. Yeah. So this, I think, is finally something for them to feel good about because... I mean, it just... Doesn't it feel like Steam or Valve are, are just asleep at the wheel that's felt like that for 10 years though. i mean they just i mean it's like epic has been punching them in the face and they just aren't doing anything to well, respond I'll, i will bring this up again and again it's literally the fact that they have no management structure there's no managers there yeah. everybody gets to work on whatever they want it's just so bizarre there was i was reading this article i don't remember which news outlet had it but it was a guy who had worked at valve for like I don't know it was it wasn't too long like less than three years and he eventually left yeah because th- their big thing is when you work here you can work on whatever you want you want to do skins for Dota you want to do Dota stuff go ahead you want to work on Counter Strike go ahead you know that's their that's what they, they preach it as like a big benefit you know like it's you're create you're creatively free yeah so this guy he said well I worked here you know and the the, the same guy he had been he's a veteran there. Told him, work on whatever you want, man. He's being, like, super supportive and blah, blah, blah. So the guy started working on whatever he wanted. <laughs> the guy came over to see what he's working on, like, a week later. He starts screaming at him. He, and, and the guy's not a supervisor. He's, yeah. they're all, he's like, that's the stupidest thing. Why are you wasting your time on that? Get rid of it. And the guy was like, well, what are we supposed to be doing? There, there's yeah. no direction. There's, you know, we, I think we all picture this these worlds where... Yeah, I don't have a boss. This is great. Well, when you're trying to be a commercially successfully successful company, I just don't know. You got to have some level of direction. I just don't know what happened because, you know, back in the early days, they had killer sales. They had, you know, cutting edge. Steam um, sales were the greatest thing back in the day. They had cutting edge. It was so exciting. A cutting edge storefront. Source I mean, was huge. Yeah, source. They had the source engine. I mean, they were they were just rolling and cranking out hits, hit after Half hit. Half Life after Two, hit. Left for Dead, Counter Strike Source, um, the infrastructure uh, behind Steam, and 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 then it, then they got up to the Steam machines, and it, it seems like Steam machines is where they lost derailed their, their groove. Yeah, and uh, yeah, after Steam machines, they just never seem to recover. I, I I would say basically, and I I think it's around the time. Dota 2 and Counter-Strike Global Offensive came out because those were two wildly successful esports games 
And, you know, I'm not criticizing them for this. They supported those games tons, and they still do because they're wildly successful. And I feel like, yeah, at that point, their focus became misguided hardware ventures and making skins for Dota and Counter-Strike, which works. That's okay. Those are great games. Yeah. But their creative side totally died. Yeah. Totally. 100%. It's just so bizarre. Even Dota Underlords, you know, I'm praising this as a great game. It is. But it's literally... A, do- a fan-made Dota 2 mod, which they have now made an official game. So they didn't create anything. Yeah. I, I just... I, and, you know, they had the card, the trading card things, which I don't even know. Do they still do that? They still do it, yeah. Uh, you can still was, was sell them. Pretty and... big, you know, when they first came <clears throat> out. Uh, they just had all that energy early on. And then, like, Steam Machines, that stupid controller. Well, and I feel like they're doing the same thing with VR. And now VR, yeah. And you know the the index may be a high quality headset, that's whatever. But I don't think people want. They to had pay Portal too. Dollars. Portal was massively successful game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and here we are. I just don't pissing think, away our time with VR. I don't think people want to spend a thousand dollars to play VR. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. If I'm somebody sure, gave me one, I'd surely I'd play it. Yeah, yeah, I would. And I'm sure there is a crowd that will yeah, pay a thousand It's so niche, though. Yes, but it's so niche. Like they got to have three hundred dollars, three three hundred or four hundred tops, um, to you know, to make it a serious mass market device with any hope. And even then, like just looking at VR games, like I, it's just not happening. I don't know why. I don't know if it ever will. It's just starting to look like it's not. I just, I, to me, I'm starting to believe AR is just going to come and steal us lunch money, to, and that'll be the end. To of it. me, like they have, and you know, I probably sound like a nerd saying it, and shut up, Brian, quit repeating this. I've been saying it for a long time. Like, if you have a company with no direction, this is what you're going to get. You're going to yeah. get. These like half cocked ideas. Sure, Index is probably a great headset, you know, and you know, Dota Underlords is great, and Counter Strike Global Offensive is still great, and Dota 2 is still great. But there's nothing. There's just no creativity, really. It's it's just it's just like a big. They're still riding their successes of ten years ago, really. Yeah. And yeah, Epic's beating them over the head at every turn that they yep. can. So, we'll see what happens. This one really caught me by surprise, but to me, this totally signals that there is a new Alan Wake game in development. Remedy bought the Alan Wake rights back from Microsoft for $2.5 million. I don't see Remedy as a company that's really flush with money. So, when I heard this, I think 100% that means that they either have started or definitely 100% are going to make a new Alan Wake game. You wouldn't fork out $2.5 million just to get rights. Yeah. Unless you were going to do something with it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did you, you liked Alan Wake, right? I did. I never got too far in it, so I don't know if I if I gave it enough of a chance. It's pretty good. And the, uh, they made a Xbox Live Arcade game called Alan Wake's American Nightmare. Yeah. They didn't make a sequel. That was great. That was better than the original game because it was more contained. Yeah. Uh, and it had it was a lot more action heavy. That was really good. Um, so if they made a, a new one, I would be very interested. I'm interested in that game Control that they're making right now. Yeah, I think that Control looks pretty looks good. good. Control yeah. definitely looks good. I, I mean, Quantum I they... Break to me was a to- was a miss. Yeah. It was not. Yeah. It didn't really deliver on any of its. It had some 
the po- some of the powers are like pretty Remedy, cool, but it Remedy, got repetitive. Yeah, I feel like Remedies, they're, they're right there, but they never seem to really... They never really seem to edge. get it over... Yeah, yeah, get it over the hump. Well, Max Payne 1 and 2 were classics. Yeah, that's true. Then Alan Wake, yeah, I feel like it was almost great, but it was just, yeah, just couldn't make it. Yeah, and you look at... And I look at <clears throat> Quantum Break, and I see, like, something that could have been good. Yeah, yeah. It just... I think I think part of Quantum Break's problem probably was that the team had to spend so much time screwing around with, with those TV, TV aspect, totally misguided. Thank you, Don Matt. Yeah, if they could have skipped that and spent that budget on the game, I think we would have got a much better. I just game. imagine Don coming to him. Oh yeah, this is a great game you got here. Well, but, you know we're really moving towards TV, TV, TV. And I don't fault them because Remedy's a big. Uh, they're big on their story. Their writers yeah. are very... Alan Wake is a game that stars a writer. Literally, the writing is part of the gameplay. They're big on their storytelling. So from them, them taking it on, it's probably very exciting for them. Yeah. And it just didn't work out. It just didn't. They tried, and I give them credit for chasing their you know creative, uh, whatever you want to call it. But it just didn't work out. And it, it looks like, hopefully, though, that a lot of what they did with Control... Because a lot of what... Control is carries over from Quantum Break, it seems to me. So hopefully they can get it right with Control, which is out. I think it's in August. It's pretty soon. Uh, Here's a good story for you. So this Chili's token, this is a new crypto. It's an esports related crypto. It's does it buy baby back ribs? CHZ, no. So I think I mentioned this to you once. With these tokens, you can buy ownership of sports or esports teams. So they're completely... The owners of the teams are the owners of this cryptocurrency. The more you own, like, the more votes you get, I think. Um, and there's some soccer teams that have done this, like, in, in Europe. They're completely owned by their fans who purchase a currency. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that are now using um, cryptocurrencies, sort of like stock, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're buying stock. It's especially beneficial when you're small yeah. and you can't actually make the requirements of a of a stock market to yeah. list. Yeah. Um, so you can just you can't issue get Samsung to invest in. Yeah, you. you can issue coins instead, and obviously it's much easier because there's really no regulation around it. I really want to buy this. It just came out on Binance yesterday. It's the first listing, and I use Binance. And here's here's my holdup. It is literally so damn hard to buy cryptocurrency that, like, I've opened the app, like, three times to do it. And, like, there's all these conversion charts. Like, I, I can't even figure this out again. Like, I want to buy it, but I can't yeah, figure the damn thing out. I'm afraid to use Binance. I still use Coinbase. And I love Coinbase. Simplifies it. But nowhere near the options that you have with Binance. Um, so check it out. If you're interested in it, it's a pretty cool concept. And I think, I think the funny thing is, though, is you might see... Could you imagine if there were like an actual, let's say, uh, I could, I would argue that the New York Knicks basically might as well be owned by the fans, but oh I feel like because the decision making is made by literally, it's going to be popular opinion, you would see like coaches fired in like an instant <laughs> and you will see like players kicked off the team because like, uh, because that, it's God, just, that would be so you cool. or me though could do, you know, and with a some, game winning shot, right, with get, some, out, get, of get out, out of here, right, right. And that, I feel like that could happen, it, but it, it's a natural evolution really of like how personalized everything's becoming and how yeah. connected, you know, the communities are supposed like to be. I remember like cartoons or something way back when we were kids, they were, you know, like they imagined a future where like, you know, people would be able to 
you know, push a button and control, yeah. you know, aspects of things they were watching on TV. Yeah. And it's like, we're almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. That, that's kind of what I feel like this is. Like, I, you know, I could just see, like you said, so missing a game-winning field goal on yeah. a football team. Yep. You know, you know John Casey, after oh, yeah. that, all, after all, that, he, get on! All the kickers are getting fired. Yeah, yeah. just know it. So, we'll see. But, yeah, I think job. it's interesting. Yeah, right. I could just see somebody, like, dialing, you know, how, however you do I'd it. I'd hate to be a kicker. I mean, yeah. you only have, you have one job, yes. And they ice the kicker. They and, ice you, and, you know... They can't do that to the it's running not, back. They usually don't leave you with a chip shot. It's usually like 50, 60 yards. Yeah. Time for some funny business. Dr. Disrespect is back on July 8th from his uh, bathroom ban. He's actually already unbanned, but he took an extra two weeks off, which fits in with my theory that uh, I think he just wanted time off and got yeah. banned on purpose. Because yeah. it fits in... He is literally yeah, like it creates. I mean, it well, was great. It's publicity. his storyline, right? Great right. He's yeah. banned, and when he when his Twitch came back online, thousands of people donating. He wasn't even online. Yeah. His his channel came back up. People donating, subscribing. <laughs> it just lit up, and it's like it's the business to be in. He, he's he's incredibly intelligent. Um, did you read anything about this Eve Online thing? No. This. I still, I still don't understand this game. I remember this game from Eon. But the things I hear about it make it... Yeah. Well, remember they had that politician who was corrupt? And, no. You don't remember that? This has like an actual in-game government yeah, that you yeah. get elected to. Yeah. And then one of these guys who was elected to the government in the game oh, God. was actually... Uh, a kid, he had run for United States Senate before. Really? <laughs> And he got banned from the That's game, incredible. and he had actual corruption charges in real life filed against him. It was like insider trading oh, because incredible. because there's actual like money involved and stuff like that. Like I assume like microtransactions. Wait, so he got in trouble in real life for the dealings he made in the game. Yeah, because there's actual oh, that is, trade. That like, is beautiful. There's money being changed. That is beautiful. And he was like using inside information and well, the charges might have been play this the charges might have been dropped. I don't know. But so now the latest thing about this game I still don't understand how it works exactly but it's an MMO-ish game and I understand that a lot of the world is built by the players. Like you can build these star bases and a lot of them like the main cities of the game are literally like have been built through I, I could be totally wrong. I'm not an Eve player, but that's the way it sounds to me. Is that there's not these preconceived like, oh, this is your main hub. Well, the players built the main hub, and the players set up the defenses, and you know whatever else. Well, out of the blue, um, there's this race called the Drifters that have just like there's literally like a, a, a huge invasion happening, and they are just destroying everything. They're destroying everything. Not like in a normal game it would happen where things are scripted, you know, and like this is a planned event where, you know, it has it's just part of the story. Like this is supposed to be like a living, breathing world, and it kind of is. It's got its yeah, own government yeah, and economy. Say, this, is, this is starting to sound like the 13th floor. So the players are trying to figure out, like there's literally, there's no, this isn't just a complete this quest. Yeah. Their world is literally being destroyed. They can't figure out what to do. Like there, there's an invasion yeah. happening, and they are their world is being destroyed. And Maybe I think it's just it's incredible theater. Game over, man. Game over. Well, that's the thing. Like they don't know what to do. Like 
I'm gonna watch this on Twitch. Like now. their their cities have just been under siege relentlessly. Complete obliteration. Yeah, it's gotta be. And I love stuff like this. You know, even I, though I mean, if these nerds aren't shrieking in sheer terror, even, I'm gonna be disappointed. Like you know, I hate. I don't like Fortnite, but I've said like these like in-game events that they've held where you have to be there when it happens. Yeah. You know, I love stuff like this, like because that is what really makes you feel like you're part of a community. Stuff, yeah, something alive. You're part of the game. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just love it. I love it. Yeah. It's a, like a it's a new level of immersion. Yeah. That you don't usually experience. Yeah. I mean, what do you like about MMOs? Well, it's always been the immersion. You know, there's yeah. other real players that are playing it and. Because you have real people, that are, I'm talking with other people, and I just I just love some of this stuff where gaming is going. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty interesting. It's so interesting because, you know, on one hand, you've got stuff like this being talked about, like these really interactive and social experiences, you know, like that Marshmallow concert in Fortnite. Those kids are going to remember that for the rest of their lives, you know? No, that I could do without. But you get what I mean. That like, I could have done without. But you can know what I mean. Yeah. But then on the other hand, we're talking about, you know, well, Call of Duty hasn't changed in 20 years. Pokemon hasn't changed. We're simultaneously getting the most recycled garbage. I'm looking at these And drifters. the most innovative I'm looking at these stuff. drifters, and all I can think is, how has Star Trek not filed... <laughs> I've never seen them. Cease and desist. (laughs) These drifters were once known as the Borg. How much... How how creative can you get with (laughs) sci-fi? It's pretty damn... Everything's a variation of an elf. Pretty damn obvious. Um, But at any rate... We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I'd like to see more of this. um, You know, and you've seen maybe... um, What was that called? No Man's Sky. Yeah. You know... And this is obviously a little bit, you know, further along in that. It's been out for that, like that immersion years. where yeah. you know, like you're part of a living universe, and I, I think maybe that's like the next generation, the final frontier. It's, well, you know, next gen will not be to more, rip off Star Trek. Rather than not. just before, it used to be, oh, you know, this is an open world game. You could go anywhere. You can do anything. And people are like, oh, but my god. But there's still walls. Yeah, yeah. But there was. They're still scripted NPCs. Yeah, it was still really scripted. And I think yeah. now the next step is to make it feel alive. Yeah. Like truly alive. Like where yeah. strange things like this can happen, money. Well, and that's why I like Minecraft Earth. Because it's the same concept. You're out in the real world building things that other people can see and interact with. That are all pixelated. Yeah. But you get what I'm <laughs> saying. It's another level of... Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. This actually happened. The Russian, the deputy defense minister for Russia says that Metal Gear is an American intelligence project meant to cause civil unrest in Russia. That Metal Gear, a video game developed in Japan by Hideo Kojima, is actually a work, the workings of the CIA. I believe. Do you believe? I believe it. Even though, you know, it's a Japanese developed game. That's highly Konami critical. was a Japanese That's highly company. Highly critical of the U.S. government. Yeah, yeah, so, for real. You know, what can you do? <laughs> I just want to know what brought this to his attention, and then what made him go so far as to like believe yeah. that and yeah. to say did, talk did he, about did it. Did he just play Metal Gear? That's and, what I mean. Like, wh- and then he was just how jealous? did this get on his radar? He's like, this should be Russian, man. Yeah. Did you know that Flappy Bird Royale is now a thing? Flappy I, Bird Battle Royale. I wish it wasn't. It's 
great. Do you remember Flappy Bird? I want I want the Drifters to come and destroy all of the Battle Royale universe. Do you remember Flappy Bird? Yeah. Well, it, it's basically yeah. I remember it was the craze. Like it, it came and replaced for two weeks. Um, what Angry, was Birds. Angry Birds. Yeah. It's literally it's just like Super Mario right. And then now. it got shut down, right? Flappy Bird. Yeah, it got shut down. I don't know. But it's like, just right like, at the height of his popularity. For some reason, he just shut it down. Didn't it's he? just like. Uh, Super Mario Royale. You drop in with 98 other Flappy Birds and you just gotta literally survive. No, you gotta survive the environment for the last one standing. Yeah, it's more interesting if you duke it out. I won. I won. It took me two hours. Flapped it. Two hours! Godspeed stories. Got some good ones. Speaking of Royale, Tetris 99 is coming to mobile, except they added one player and it is called Tetris Royale instead of Tetris 99, the Switch game. So... Thank God, because I want to play it. Oh, God. Gives me a reason to play a puzzle game. But it won't be as good on on mobile. It'll be better. No. It'll be better. Switch is mobile. It's the same damn thing. Hunt Showdown is leaving early access this summer, and it's also hitting PS4 this fall. Good game. Check it out. The next Hearthstone expansion uh, is called Saviors of Uldum and is out on August 6th. Brings us to our spotlights. What you got this week? I got, um... Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, God. You promised is, that last week. Which is very much just like Super Mario Maker 1. Except, I mean, they did add a lot of elements that have, you know, changed up the levels. And and like we've been saying, you know, we, we don't really have time for the 100-hour yeah. mega games anymore. So, for me, Super Mario Maker is like, it's just pure crack. And that, you know, most, most levels can be done in about 30 seconds, <clears throat> one minute. Is it really Super Mario Maker just Nintendo's version of Little Big Planet? Eh, I don't think so. Because wasn't that what Little Big Big Planet was? Was make other like make your own game, make your own levels and yeah, but let other more, people play. Them? It was more like make your own game, whatever you want it to be. Whereas with Super Mario, and Maker, isn't that exactly what their new game is? What's it called? Dreams. Dream. Isn't yeah, that the same I hear, thing? I hear they're really having trouble getting people into dreams. But Mario Maker, you know, I mean, it's it's Mario. You're, you're yeah, going to yeah. play Mario-like levels. Yeah. I mean, there is this level. Which, it's more which, streamlined to the little big planet. There is this level that I found here called Sandbird. Super and it's Mario, Mario Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah, Sandbird. Uh, Did it just say Nintendo GameCube? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't know. Because you can add, like, all sorts of crazy what things. What does this have to do with Sunshine? Um, I don't know. Is this a boss in Sunshine? Maybe uh, that thing. I'm dead. Yeah, I don't know. Was there a flying bird? In I want to say remember. I must be the only person on Earth who loved Super Mario Sunshine. I thought that game was incredible. The innovation was yeah, very I wish smart. Yeah, bring it back. That and I'm and you know what? I guarantee Splatoon. That probably was born from Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, probably because the the yeah. whole backpack mechanic, the the spraying stuff off the ground, and they yeah. reversed it. That's all they I did. I mean, it, the thing I really liked the most about. Um, Mario Maker is that you, you get stuff like this which you would never see in a traditional Mario yeah well um, as game. well as we've criticized Nintendo super, for not not creative. innovating I mean, it's, and that fans are basically better at innovating than Nintendo I mean is. this is super creative this is proof and I, I just love it and it looks beautiful um, you know on your screen yeah it looks exactly like it did on my Nintendo entertainment system yeah. <laughs> well, that's not that's to its credit I'd say um so yeah, I mean it's beautiful, it's fun. You can play it for hours and hours and hours. I mean there's there's literally a mode called Endless Run, which 
is really on the list. But I can play Super Mario Royale in a browser. Why would I pay $50 for this? Because this is better than any Royale game. But it is, no, Mario's, it's just Mario, but against 70 other Marios. God, a, a Royale needs to die. I mean, when's, when's the it's next? It's not going anywhere. When's the next fan? Oh my God, I almost just died right there, right at the end. Um, when's the next fad gonna come and it's auto chess just displace battle but what shooters shooter innovation is gonna come I don't know so yeah I've been playing this and um, you know some a few other games nothing really major just uh, mostly uh, Mario Maker Um, so I already talked about Temtem so the next game I want to talk about is Brawlhalla so you said you saw this at PAX right yes it's been out for a while. I think it has. It's on every platform. PC, Switch, uh, Xbox One, PlayStation 4. I played it today. I did a stream of it. Yeah. It's basically a Super Smash Brothers. I don't want to call it clone, but that's it's a you know brawler, just like that. And uh, it, it, I, A, I can't believe how much fun I had with it. And B, I can't believe that I was actually decent at it. I hadn't played a fighter in a good... Five ten years, yeah. And I think I won three out of four, my first four matches. There's tons of characters. There's tons of skins. It's free. It's on every platform. The developers came into my stream, chatted with me about it. They gave me a bunch of free stuff. Um, it's got like a, I think it's got like 25 million players, and there's an esports scene for it. So, oh yeah, I mean it was it was wildly popular. I well, and there's crossovers for it. They've got. Um, Hellboys in it. Uh, the Adventure Time characters are in it. It's obviously got outside commercial yeah, companies you know, looking at it. That's what's really interesting to me is can they get more of those like um, you know recognizable franchises? Because that's where it's really at a disadvantage. Man, I to smash. To smash, yeah. Yeah. But if it can get more, well, like Adventure Time, that's pretty. Well, that's pretty big. And it's got two other advantages. A, it's free. Smash isn't free. If they get and B, Smash is only on Switch. This if, is on everything. Yeah. If they get Rick and Morty, I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's. Sign I me mean, up. it's it, it's honestly fun. It, it's definitely that Smash type game where like anybody can pick up and play it. But if you want to be good at it, you know, there's a there's a skill ceiling there that you got to work towards. So. I played it for four hours today. I, I love. I loved it. So you need you need a switch. No, well, I played on Switch. If I had one, Anything. somebody send me one for God's sake. Somebody sakes. write it in and and uh, send it to send it to the podcast. Send it to the podcast. <clears throat> I could play I'll Tetris ninety nine too. So let's talk about. I changed the name of nerd stuff to other stuff because it's not <laughs> always nerdy stuff. Yeah, it's pretty nerdy. It's our off topic. The whole show is pretty nerdy. Let's be yeah, honest. well, that's true. So. Have you watched any more of Dark Season 2? No. Okay. I have. shame. I have not. I have. Does it get better? This is what I'm going to say. This is one of Netflix's greatest shows. I I went from really liking the first season. Thank God. I I liked the first season a lot. I really did. Yeah. Now, I'm, I think, four episodes into the second season. I have never found a show that has this amount of of unpredictable twists and turns. Like, we watched an episode, I think it was the third episode, and it answered so many questions. Like, I was like, wow, like, they just, like, revealed so much. 
And then I'm like, but I have no idea what's coming next. Literally none. You know, like yeah. like in Game of Thrones, like that's could, what I like. We could plan out like all these. Well, this yeah. might happen. This might happen. This might happen. You might be right. You might not. But this, I have no idea what is going to happen. And uh, I feel like I've let the the podcast down by not watching. But no. I got to tell you, I've been so busy. This week. <laughs> I mean, so busy. It's. I'm telling you, like I've been telling people, like. Seriously, nobody's heard of this show. Nobody. Like, I'm like, have I you know, heard of Dark? It's no. So disappointing. It's so disappointing. Uh, and I'm like, well, it's in German. They're like, oh, well, you know, yeah, I don't want to yeah. watch it. Once that. you say that, they're like, oh, I'm done. And it's like, yeah, this but show if, is if you so give good. It it's so good. And like I said, like I just, there's so many twists and turns. I've never seen a show that has literally had me like reeling on my seat. Like I, I can't. Just when I think I've seen it all, yeah. I'm like. Now we're here. Like, it's incredible. So go watch Dark Season 2. It's on Netflix. Stranger Things uh, 3 starts. See, this is this is my deadline right here. I gotta, I two gotta days finish, from now. I gotta finish Dark before Stranger uh, Things That's what I want to do, starts. too. So that comes out on the 4th of July. And I'm happy to report that the reviews came out today. And a lot of the reviews, you know, it said similar things to us. Like, we were wondering how far they could push this concept. We, yeah. were, we were worried... Everybody's saying that it proves Hand Over Fist. Still awesome show. Very interesting. Going new places. I mean, there's only two seasons left. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just, I'm very excited for it again. I'm really looking forward to it because there's just something about it. The setting. So, I mean, we, obviously we haven't seen it yet, but, but, you know, just as I said, there's two seasons left after this. Um, So this season will cover early teenage hood. Yeah. Uh, I assume the next one will will cover their late teenagers stage. Well, they won't quite be late teenagers when they film the next one. Well, they? They'll be like mid. Millie, Millie Bobby Brown's like 16. She looks like she's 16. I don't she think is she's 16, actually 16, is she? I think so. She dre- she dresses much more maturely than the rest of them. The rest of them are still wearing like yeah. neon green sneakers and like hoodies and... Oh, she's, she's 15, so she'll be... So probably 16 when they film it. And then the last one, they'll probably be like 18. Yeah. Um, So, you know, I don't know where it's going. I don't really care. I'm just glad. I'm just glad that it's good because I love this show. The first season. Caleb's 17. Who's Caleb? He's he's the um, he's the black kid. Then you got Gatton, who's 16. You got Finn, who's 16. Yeah. Um, So by the last season, they'll be 18, 19, probably. Wolf, <laughs> I can um, Wolf hard, yeah. Yeah. Um, Natalie Dyer, she's twenty two. Is that Nancy? Yeah. Yeah. Who looks like she's twelve? Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a poll on my stream today. Who was your favorite Stranger Things character? And one guy said Jonathan. And I was like, who the hell likes Jonathan? Like, he's okay. There's nothing yeah. wrong with him. Yeah. But I'm like, how could he be your favorite character? And he was like, oh, well, he beat the Demigorgon in season one because Steve got knocked out. I'm like, well, still, Jonathan's not a very likable character. He's okay. But yeah. of all the characters in that show, he's not, like, definitely not in my top five. Anyway, what do you think about this one? Dan and Dave of Game of Thrones fame, the showrunners, yeah. which we criticized I try so not to think of them. heavily, 
They're actually doing a Game of Thrones panel at Comic-Con. God help them. They have not made it a public appearance. They better have armed security, because this, this is going to get ugly. They have not made a, f- a public appearance since the final season aired. And they're doing a pa- panel at Comic-Con, not for their Star Wars, because I thought they'd just try to move on. I thought yeah. they'd just try to forget it. You yeah, know, we're not going to talk about it much. That's what they should have done. They are doing a panel. Most of the stars of the series declined the invitation. They didn't want to be there. Like, the guy who plays Sam is going to be there. Like, some of the minor stars. You know, like, oh, the guy who plays Jorah, they're going to well, be there. I mean, I don't... Nobody's going to hate them. Yeah. These two... Oh. They're... That's going to be brutal. Why are they doing There are going to be people, like, screaming at them. There's more, been more and more that came out about this since the show ended. Did you know that at the final episode, they didn't air like that behind the scenes thing that they always do for the final episode? No, I didn't. They know did so. it because nobody wanted to watch it. First of all, yeah. But they well, had, didn't. They sort of spin it out. They had recorded. The they had record. No, they had recorded a behind the scenes episode, oh. <laughs> and they were literally so like that they, they they didn't include it because yeah. they were like this is gonna get ripped to shreds. Yeah. So, more and more has come out about this. We all knew that HBO op- wanted more seasons. They said no. Yeah. HBO offered to let them go. And they said, well, we'll, we'll bring on new showrunners. You guys don't have to do this. We want to do more seasons. They refused to step, step aside. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know they had that option. Well, I don't know if they... Ha- I don't know if they were like... If this was like... The show needed at least it might, more seasons. It might not have been like a like a contractual like they were obligated to keep them on they might have yeah. just said well are we really going to kick off our original creators probably not but I feel like they would have needed they would have needed the new showrunners probably like season 6 because yeah yeah by the end of I mean season 7 season, season 7 was already I mean it was too late yeah, like yeah. they had wrecked the show like, yeah like they had set in motion season 8 yeah and, and I mean season 7 wasn't as bad as season 8 Literally to me, but you know, I had just set everything in motion. Literally to me, the first four seasons were outstanding. Yeah. After that, the only good, the only really good content that came after the first four was the Battle of the Bastards, Hard Home, uh, Xerxes episode where she blew up King's Landing. Um, yeah. You could argue that uh, until the last scene. You know, The Long Night was a good episode. Yeah. I actually thought that the episode before The Long Night was a good episode. Yeah. But really, aside, after season four, there's less than like five good so Like episodes. I say, I, I've always said, I, I don't dislike what they did in season eight. I dislike how they did it. it you know, the breakneck pace where nothing made sense nothing any way nothing anymore. was believable you know but I like the ideas behind it I mean I don't mind you know that um, um, you know what's her name killed the Night King I don't mind you know the battle I just yeah. wish I wish the battle had the come. long night should not have been one episode yeah I wish that is I insane wish, I wish the long night was the entire season and then that was the final you know, battle. Here's some breaking news for you. A Gremlins animated series has been ordered by Warner Brothers. Oh, that's a, that's actually exciting to me. As a as uh, a you don't you, you didn't like those original movies? Oh God, yeah, with what Gizmo or whatever his name was? Yeah, yeah. 
You didn't like those? No. No, it was great. I what love a, what them. a product of the eighties. I simultaneously uh, loved and was terrified by the gremlins. I know. But yeah, like they start off so cute and cuddly, and then like the gremlins show up, and I was like, oh jeez. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the Walking Dead Typhoon has been announced. This is an actual novel, but not like a graphic novel. It's an actual novel being written by yeah. Kirkman and some other guy. It's being released this fall. I, I don't know. It's in it's in Asia. I, I don't know. It's in Asia. It's, I, I, what in the world could he possibly do that he hasn't already done? I'm sort of exhausted well, on The Walking Dead. Well, uh, do you want to hear what he yeah. what he could do that he hasn't possibly Spoiler done? Alert. The next episode of The Walking Dead comic is the final episode. What? Yeah. Or okay. the final issue. Final issue. The very next day is the last one. Wow. They're done. I'll have to go to the comic store and buy that. This isn't confirmed, but that's all signs are pointing that direction. Are, is he going to explain what, why it happened? or uh, Is that breaking news? Yeah. So here, here's here's the word that that is out there. Uh, Walking Dead 193, an extra-length issue, will be the comic's final issue. Um just as being reported by major sites, Robert Kirkman uh, made a tweet today about it, and uh, I don't know. Just I wonder how they're gonna wrap up because it's just gonna end out of the blue, apparently. Like yeah, see, I mean, uh, there's a I, I almost rather end like that. There's a well, there's a rumor you know, though. You know what other? You know what other movie I just ended out of the blue? The birds. The birds. There's a rumor though that this isn't really what was coming this is actually like there was a level of business problem here and that this is like a cancellation wow so he's gonna have to cause like when they killed Rick a couple episodes or a couple issues ago um he had said that you know Negan was gonna be the new lead in the series I wonder if literally if if the publisher was so upset with him that they had killed Rick and maybe yeah. AMC is involved in this too yeah um, Thank God, Kilbert. That that they were all just the like, characters need this, to die. That you know you're insane. Like we're not. This is not the book we we fund. And I don't know. It's crazy. Breaking news. All the characters need to die at some point. All of them. I think so. Well, you, I mean, you literally just have the world over keep, at the end. If it's just gonna keep going and going, all the characters need to die eventually. Did you see that Henry Cavill is playing Sherlock Holmes? No. The, oh yes, yes I did. Yes I did. All he's I gonna play say, all the heroes. I know he's gonna be James Bond. He's gonna be Batman. He's gonna be. Uh, I'm just Jesus. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm I'm just not sure about him as, as Sherlock. I really liked uh, R.D. or uh, Robert Downey Jr. <sighs> I have I Sherlock. have never understood what Hollywood's fixation with Sherlock Holmes is. I have never seen an interesting Sherlock Holmes story ever. Well, the first the first Sherlock. No, it Holmes. wasn't good. It was, you didn't like no, that? No. That was great. No. That was excellent crap um then, then there was the spoof movie that just came out and, yeah that's uh, what well, that, that's what all of it ends up being is stupid slapstick I, I comedy think, i just think henry cavill he's he's gonna be too classic sherlock holmes like he's he's got that really sunny disposition you know yeah um, so i don't know i i just i don't see how he's gonna do the character in a way that'll be interesting yeah unless they make the entire movie very very serious I just I'm so sick of it I mean they, they would have to make it very serious and very dark 
Um, so Neil Blomkamp, the director of District 9, and what else did he direct? Was it Chappie? Oh, God. He's both, both, he, both movies I'd like to forget. I loved District 9. I thought it was great. Oh, God, I hated District 9 with a burning passion. He was going to direct Halo, remember? I know. Um, and I hated District I, 9. I loved it. I saw that movie. I, I saw it like, twice in theaters. What is happening here? How did you not understand? Oh, I hated that movie. <laughs> anyway, he's directing a RoboCop reboot. What do you think about that? Not thrilled. Not, no? I mean, do you remember? Well, this is a reboot of the reboot? They just Could rebooted be. it. Could, when did they reboot it? Exactly. They did Judge Dredd uh, exactly. a few years ago. That's I not mean, that's not RoboCop. No, but no, I didn't say Judge Dredd. I said RoboCop. They just rebooted it. And, and the fact that you don't even know they rebooted it says everything. Yeah. Well, um, Blomkamp's a director that I like, though. Um, I'll show you. I don't want to see it. Don't, don't, don't. Do, you, do you remember this one? Yeah, I vaguely do. Yeah, it was like 2014. Yeah, the reboot of the reboot. Oh. DC Ooh. DC's been doing that for <laughs> every time they turn around. So, um, I, I tried to watch that kind of make it. What do you? Can we just officially say that the Knicks are literally the dumbest franchise oh. in professional sports? Dolan should be arrested. He he. Okay. He should be arrested. It's okay that they that. They didn't get any of the big free agents. It's okay. No, it's the not. fact that they didn't offer Kevin Durant one of the probably one of the top 10, 15 players of all time, a maximum contract. Like, why did you even bother? Like, did well, you, you did, know, he wasn't signing anywhere for anything less than the max. I, why I'm did of, you? I'm of two minds on Kevin Durant right now. I hate Kevin Durant for the record. I'm of two minds. I hate him. One. I sort of feel like you needed to sign him to, in order to sign other big names. Yeah, yeah. But two, I'm of the mind that with this injury and his age... It's true. I mean, he could be a total waste of money. It's true, but the Knicks now have... They are a total waste of money. Yeah. Like, would you rather go out and try to go down swinging? Let's say he never plays a game and they yeah. waste all their money. So what? You win, you're win? you winning 15 games a year. Yeah. You and you you're gonna be crap this I mean, year. You're Knicks, gonna be crap the year after that. The Knicks have an enormous um, amount of money to spend. I mean, they're they're probably the team furthest under the, the salary cap of any team in the NBA. Yeah, just gigantic. They traded away Porzingis. Yeah, they they just have an enormous amount of money to spend. And you look around now, it's like, well, who who are you gonna get? Because you're not getting Kawhi Leonard. You're not getting. Anthony Davis, you're not getting Durant, you're not getting Kyrie. Jimmy Butler just went to Miami. I mean, you're not getting anybody. No. So what are you going to do with us playing? That's what I mean. You're not getting LeBron, obviously. They are the worst run franchise in professional sports. But you got R.J. Barrett out of, high, out of college. Well, good luck, guys. Yeah. Um, I just... What a clown. I don't like Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. Um I think I, what I do like about a lot of this is there's going to be a really good East-West rivalry again. Because you're going to have Durant and Kyrie in the East. You've got the Sixers, who are still pretty good. The Bucks who are, are good. And then the West, you know, you've got the Warriors and the Lakers. I, I feel like the Warriors, they're, they're sort of probably done. Oh, no. I feel like the dynasty Steph, broken. Clay, they just signed uh, D'Angelo Russell, Draymond Green. That team won a title. 
That team won a title. They had already won a title when KD But you're right. You're right. I I feel like for the first time in a long time, the East and the West are now much more balanced. Well, and they're going to be rivals because you've got, you know, KD left the Warriors. So the Warriors are going to want to beat the Nets. The Nets are going to want to beat the Warriors. Then you've got Kyrie who left LeBron in Cleveland. And you got LeBron in L.A. I feel like there's going to be some really good East-West rivalries again, which is nice because the last few years it's just been so unbalanced. Like, you know, aside from the Raptors winning it this year um, and, you know, the Cavs pulling out that fluke 3-0, uh, you know, turnaround on, on the Do Warriors. Do you think there's any possibility that Kawhi stays with Toronto? You're hearing it here first. You're hearing it here first, guys. Mayor Reynolds, literally, I'm telling you, I have a source that say Kawhi to the Lakers is done. Oh, God. And that's what I've See, I it would have been nice to have him stay in the East, and then you could really say, okay, you know, like, maybe even the East I really expected him to go to the Clippers. Yeah. I'm hearing that he has joined. I mean, even, even now, the balance is still pretty good, I mean, between East and yeah, West. Yeah, yeah. But if he had stayed in the East, I think there's, there's three, really strong there's cases. three really good teams in the East. You've got the Bucks, you've got the 76ers, and you've got the Nets now. Yeah. And then in the West, you've got, I mean, the Rockets still. You've got the Warriors still. The there's three rising. people on the te- the Lakers riser uh, but roster. But three really good yeah. people. And potentially Kawhi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just, it's going to be, it's good. That's, there's some good moves. As much as I hate Kyrie, I hate KD. Uh, and, you know, Boston won't stay down forever. They'll, they'll get back up. I hope they stay down. I hate Boston. Yeah, but they'll, they'll get back up. Well, they did sign, sign some people. They signed Kemba Walker. so They don't have Dolan as their, yeah. their owner. Well, they signed Kemba Walker. So, you know, a lot of people are saying the Jazz are going to be good, <laughs> too. Yeah, the Jazz are always one of those teams that are always good. Yeah. The Blazers just signed somebody, too. What'd they sign? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of who. Anyway. That's a good sign. Yeah, it's been a crazy free agency already. It was Whiteside from Miami, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, games coming out this week. Apex Season 2 starts. Final Fantasy fourteen Online Shadowbringers DLC comes out. Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition. That's actually what it's called. Comes out to Switch. Just Cause 4 DLC, Stranger Things 3 The Game, no idea if that will be any good, Wonder Blade, Attack on Titan 2 Final Battle, Sea of Solitude, and They Are Billions, all coming out this week. So, that's pretty much a wrap for God yeah. Unlocked episode 48. Alright. Uh, I don't know. See you later, guys. We'll yep. see it. Actually, I don't know if we will see it next week. Yeah, I think we can. I'm going on vacation. I leave oh. I leave Tuesday night. Yeah. So we'll just have to record before that. Okay. Alright. All right. See you later guys. Over and out.